Um, oh my God. I, you forgot. I panicked. <laughs> Garfield by Jim Davis. You had. <laughs> I panicked. <laughs> I honestly, I had a bit of a panic when you. It's because you then like pointed at me like we were going live on the radio or something, like in a kind of disc jockey. And there you go. And I was like, ah. What did you think <laughs> was going? What? I don't know. I just hadn't got you, myself in the right headspace. Like you know that we're sitting down to record I hadn't this got podcast. Myself in the right headspace. I'm doing my best. Okay. Both of us have been saying all day we need to record this podcast. Then I said, "Shall we record this podcast?" Oh, and you said, "Yes." They are very cold. cold and then hands. I said, "No." You said, "Are you ready?" And I said, "Yes." Yeah. And then you and went, then I was Whoop, like... "I'm not." Ran into the kitchen, <laughs> then sat down, like with your with your glass of water to be ready to record a podcast. I think I think what it was was that I just needed another few seconds to sit. So when I said, "Are you ready?" and you're like, "Yep." And I wasn't, I, actually. Okay. It turns out... I thought I was, but it turns out that I wasn't. Okay. But now I am. Now, now, so now you are. Again. Shall we... Yeah. Garfield by Jim Davis. August 12th, 1978. Woof. Bark. Yip, yip. Yip, yip. Okay, all the proportions are all weird on this one, but we'll get to that at some point. You know what? I don't dislike it. Really? We can't. We must. We must delay this. <laughs> Oh, no. We cannot, we cannot immediately leap into Garfield. But why would we leap what into Garfield? Did? What is this, Catherine? Let's tell our listeners. It's a Garfield review At podcast. At the same time. No. One, two, three. It's Hello. A, it's a Garfield. And welcome to... to I don't... I feel like, again, I've set up... Oh, a I specific... thought we were going to do a word each. Let's do a word each. Like, and I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Hello and welcome to. I sorry. No. <laughs> mm. What's the intention? Was it not intentional? <laughs> is this a record for the earliest? This is like dissolved into chaos. <laughs> I am. All <sighs> oh, right. Okay. Try again. I... You start. Hello and welcome to. I don't like Mondays. It's a unedited husband and wife Garfield podcast presented by me, Guy Kelly, and me, Cat Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Oh, you're in a foul mood, so that will have been really doubly annoying. I'm sorry about that. It genuinely wasn't intentional. It, okay, admittedly, like that that would have been an irritant at the best of times, but that was just double psychic damage. It genuinely wasn't Ooh, intended. To I was be. about to have a sip of water, but that's like, my that's water. Your glass. But I briefly thought that I'd got much bigger because it's such a tiny <laughs> glass. And it's I a little half pint glass. Is that half? It's not even oh, half pint, is it? Yeah, it's like a third have, of a pint. Have we discussed on this podcast before the acceptable amounts, the acceptable volume of a drinking vessel? If no, I'm, I don't think so. You've if, got weird opinions. If about I'm at this. somebody's house and I ask for a glass of water with dinner, and they give me a little fucking tumbler that's like two sips worth, and I'm like, okay, well now I've had two sips of this meager water because apparently we're on the planet fucking Arrakis. Thank you, <laughs> and I've got to reach across the table for a jug. And pour water from the jug back That's into the glass. That's because you have poor water discipline. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Is it? But yeah. if I have poor you, water discipline... You wash your napkin in the water and then and then squeeze it out on the floor. If I have poor water discipline, 
why is it other people that are cross when I enter their homes and spit on the floor? Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Right, to me. Yeah. yeah. You exactly. are offering the gift of your body's moisture. No, ge- genuinely, like um, a, a tall, like a highball glass I can cope with, but that is the least amount of water I can have in a glass. Because if you give me a... Like, Would a, that be too small? That fuck one off, mile. yeah, that's two mouthfuls. It's like a and third of a pint. To, it's like a thimble. Like, if you present that's yeah, if you presented that to me at a dinner table, A, I'd think you were having me on. And B, I'd spend the entire time reaching over to the fucking jug in the centre of the table, pouring water into it, putting it down, having a drink, reaching over, pouring it in. Is it because there's more steps involved? Are we back to, um, it no, feels like an insurmountable problem if you have to fill up a water Okay, bath. so it's both, um, there's more steps involved. It's also, it makes me look rude. Because I keep drink, keep reaching over and fucking grabbing the water because you haven't seen fit to provide me with a, a grown-up size glass of water, and instead it's this Fisher Price tankard made out of plastic that you couldn't drown a mouse in, and you shouldn't. No. No. That you couldn't bathe a mouse in. Is that better? Oh. Yes, with a little a little beard of bubble bath yeah. like Dave Bulmer. Like Dave Bulmer. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I love how we just don't give any context for this. Well, why things? would we? No. It's to, like the, a, a highball glass. Yeah. Is that is on the bounds of acceptability? Just. If if you've got a reason to not give me a pint of water, then I'll accept a highball. But anything like this muck here or a tumbler, I'd like, well, what am I, I'm going to have two sips of this and then need more water. And then you've put me in a position where either I have to ask more Maybe water. Maybe it's because you're bigger as well. You're like, how tall are you? 6'3? Six, 6'4? Six, six, four. Four. You're 6'4. Sorry. <laughs> I think because um because you're you're really quite tall. And I'm I mean, I'm not short for You are small like mouse. Right. But I'm not. I'm about five foot seven. Which for um a cis lady is quite tall. I am, you know, I am not not, not short. Not quite, well, you are quite short because I can rest my chin on you. <laughs> well, this and is what I you mean. You have mate. to ask for help getting things down from shelves. But, but what I mean is, like, I've kind of got used to the idea that all men are very tall, and this is not true. Right. So, so when I'm like partnered at karate with someone, there's very few men that are much, much, much taller you, than me. Do you find yourself shouting, "We stand a small king"? No, not up. at all. No, no. I mean, like, just do you shout I'm, higher. No. Well, what do you say when you greet people? <laughs> H- Hello. Okay. It's beeping. beeping. Oh, is it's it? Someone else's fire alarm. Someone's burnt the toast. Oh, there he goes. They burnt their bolognese. Someone's turned the boast. <coughs> it's too um, little water. But I'm kind of I, like whenever I, I'm I'm talking to a, a chap who's like about the same height as me, as a lot of chaps are. I'm just like, oh yeah. Stop looking at my water bottle. What are you no, looking I'm looking at, at your keyboard because it looks like it's more brightly illuminated than mine, and I don't know if that's yeah. because. There's more space between the keys and the board. I think it might or be. the letters are smaller yeah, on mine. I think it might be. Because they're the same brand. Yeah. Listen, mine's a bit cheaper. Like that is the ideal amount of water. It'll see me through a meal. It'll see me through a podcast. We can't both take a sip at the same time because one of us needs to be talking. God damn it! No, because now I'm going to take a sip and you're going to be quiet and look at me. No, I'm not. I is know that... you're in a very bad mood today, so I'm being good. This is you being good. Yes, it is. Jesus. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> And yeah, just like you go to a house and people will, you know, if they cook for you, it's very nice. You can't be ungracious. And then they give you a little piddling, tiny little, ooh, I'll have a, t- I'll have a dainty little sip, shall I? Oh, because Imagine though, imagine if you went to dinner, like in a little tree stump, 
well, with, with a family like. with a family of mouses, mm. and they gave you like their biggest acorn cup, and you you were like, "This isn't big enough." Well, no. Like, Imagine how bad you'd feel. Imagine how guilty you would feel. Listen, like that lovely little mouse family has invited you in for like roast hazelnut look, souffle, and if, you and and they've given you a little. A really nice little carved acorn. So a couple of things. Water, One, and you're all like, sorry, that's not enough. A hazelnut souffle would be really nice. Yeah, it would. Yeah. A kind of noisette situation. Yeah. Lovely. Secondly, if if this is a sort of Tales of the Riverbank form of whimsy, then of course I'm going to be gracious to the mouses and water voles that are kindly putting me up. I'd probably be all bent double with my head brushing against some roots, yeah. and that would be yeah. fine. But if I'm in a person's house full of actual humans... <laughs> And they give me a little small, like something you'd order, a, like a whiskey would come in, or a cocktail, like a little short tumbler full of water. I'm like, what are you? Do- how- what are you? Is this to put me off having salt with my meal? What are you doing? Do-, do you feel better for letting this out? I just are you, are you purging yourself? I just feel like if you make me reach across the table for water more than three times. That's a you problem. You do have very long arms as well. Yeah, I don't want to have to limb my way over the table, getting all Mm. sleeves in the salt and, like, thumbing someone's pudding or anything like this. I just want to have a glass of water rather than a crystal maze challenge where I have to fill up a thimble with water 18 times without jostling a leaf a lettuce leaf, not a leaf provided by Mr. and Mrs. Honeysuckle, the mouse twins. Oh. I... They wouldn't be mouse twins. They might live together. I don't know. Oh. The mouse family. Oh, how nice. Like yeah, they'd have Hedge. a little bonnet like in Brambley Hedge. Did you ever see the... Did you, did you look at Brambley Hedge? I had some Brambley Hedge books when I was I think we had some Brambley Hedge <gasps> crockery. Oh, I did. With... Yeah, we had some... I've, um, I think it's still... Yeah, it is still with my parents. There's like a lovely And I bet little, that's not enough fucking A lovely little mug that I got when I was yeah, very I small. Yeah, I bet the mug's tiny. It's, it's not a drinking mug. It's like a display mug. A shot. It's very mug. pretty. Hmm? A shot mug for doing shots with the hedgehogs. No, it's a lovely little teacup. I'm not. I, I know you were making a joke then, but I just wanted to be really clear. <laughs> really clear that it was that a, it's lovely a lovely little teacup, little teacup with a little autumnal you, mouse scene. On if it. you went to somebody's house for dinner and they presented you with a glass of this size, listeners, this is slightly taller than a packet of cigarettes and mm. the circumference. It's about probably about a third of a pint, give or take. That's less than a third of a pint. Maybe two hundred mil. 250 mil? The circumference, you could barely get a clown nose through it. Would that be enough water for a meal for you? Yeah. What? What? That, but, that... I mean, it depends how thirsty I am, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. That a, a, a glass of this size does not accommodate the thirst of a stranger. Yeah, but you're like or as much a welcomed bigger than house guest. As well. It's like, oh, here's a tumbler of water. Well, you've given one of us a problem. Because either I have to get up off the table... No, I'm dumb. Louise shouldn't be on the table. He should be on a chair. Either I've got to get up from the table and pour myself some, or lean across. Oh, this is going to sound weird. Yeah, sorry about what? this sound. <laughs> it's going to sound well, weird. Welcome to nail file effort. Oh, this I'm is. I'm not just doing it for um, like shits and giggles. This is the nail that's splitting along the length, so I'm just stopping it from catching. I feel like this is where we should say it's an unedited podcast. Yeah, it which is. Which is why you you occasionally get coughs, sneezes. Nail filing visits yeah, sorry to about the that. lav. Look at that. Can you see? No. It's splitting along that line. I wish to. 
really annoying. You'll you have to glue you it again. Some, yeah, like glue or like nail stronger. Well, or... the problem is that it's um, there's like damage at the nail bed there, so it grows out with the split. How did you damage the nail bed? I have no idea. Have you been like trapping it indoors and that? I don't, don't know. pick at it. And I'm turn not going to. I'm going to use some super glue and some um, a bit of corner of tea bag to do it later. <laughs> Like you'd perform veterinary medicine on a spider. No, it's, it's a sort of it's a well-known trick. If you've got a splitting nail, you um, use some super glue and a little corner of the tea bag material because it's like a kind of mesh. It's true, promise you. This fucking like trench medicine that you do. No, it's like the equivalent of you know. They, I mean, they they give you similar things when they do like professional nails and that stuff. <coughs> Not if you're getting gels, obviously. Your world is bewildering to me. Finding it acceptable to be given a, a, a morsel of water, gluing tea bags to your hands for a night on the town. I, maybe that's maybe that's a northern thing. Just so any puddle you pass, you can just like dabble, dabble your tea bag fingers. No. In the <coughs> oh gosh, me. that was that was directly into the microphone. It was, wasn't it? I'm really do, sorry about do that. You need some water. Uh huh. What a what a pity! You've only got. A, a teardrops worth. No, it was just because I was um, out on the common, I think. Out on the, out it on was the really nice on Wimbledon Common today. It smelled all mushroomy. Ooh, we like, should go and all take autumn, some pictures of mushrooms. Quite autumnal. Um, What's your best mushroom? My best mushroom. Obviously a fly agar. It's got to be a, a fly agar and Amanita muscaria. It's, for those of you who don't know, imagine a fairy tale toadstool that's all red with white spots. They exist and they're fucking great. <laughs> they are really good. Um, so that's the house next mushroom. door when I was um, a small child, um, we so we lived in a place that was like, I think it was built in the 50s and before that it was a really big wood Um and I mean, there's still a lot of the wood left, if you know what I mean. It, it didn't feel there were a lot of mature trees and the, things. The woods near where I grew up was an ancient woodland, mm. one where Jack found the ear. It was it was lovely. It was right on the outskirts of Leeds, um, in a place called Cookridge, if anyone knows it. Um, and um, there was uh, a lot of beech trees, and it was very kind oh, of ah, beech trees are where you get a fly again. Silver birch trees, yeah, and things like that. And my <clears> um, the next door neighbours had loads of silver birch trees, and we had a couple in our garden as well. Lots of oaks and things. It was it was lovely. Um, and yeah, every year there would be loads and loads and loads of fly agarics coming up. What a thrill. Um, I've only seen a couple in the wild and it is a giddy joy each Yeah, time. we saw them every year. It was brilliant. Oh. Um, yeah, that was good. So they're a good mushroom. The other day I saw some really, really good bracket funguses, like really fresh new ones. Was it a chicken of the woods? No, it wasn't. It was, um, I want to say either an artist's one, you know, the ones that you can draw on. <coughs> or a, you should draw on a mushroom. You should draw, you can draw on the underside. Um, it wasn't a horse's hoof one because those are quite distinctive. It was one which has got like a flat. Is at the it top. King Alfred's cake? The one that's that that holds a, a an spark. ember. Yeah, holds an ember. Yeah. If you, um, I think I don't know if you need to I rough it up, so. but if you if you drop an ember into it, it will just sit and smolder. I believe so because uh, of the, the burning craft. of the cakes. I think. What wasn't that a story about some cakes that got burned? Did some cakes get burned? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I can't remember the exact story. I'd hate to have some cakes burned. But it was something like that. Um, yeah, I think it's that one. I've seen that one before in the wild. That's a good What mushroom. else? I uh, saw some really, really good mushrooms on a dead log. So you remember oh, we had that big, yeah. the big storm at the beginning of the year? Mm. Um, was it Kira or something? Or was that last year? Mm. I don't know. It was the one where um, that all the planes were flying into Heathrow and everyone spent the entire oh, day yes. watching them instead, plane, of, doing, instead of doing any work. It was brilliant. Um yeah, so there was that. Um, 
that storm felled a really, really big tree. Um, and obviously they've, they've made it safe and then just left it. You know, they've cut it up and left the wood because it's a really well-managed and lovely common. Um, and all the wood has been left to rot and there are now lots of beetle holes uh, yeah. and all kinds of fun insects have taken all up residence. All kinds of fun guys. And all kinds of fun guys. So the entire um, massive kind of remnant of trunk, which is still quite big, obviously, because it's only the beginning of the year. remnants of trunk at the <coughs> Brixton Academy mm. in 2017. Well, go you. Um, was just covered in mushrooms, like little proper traditional, about maybe two inches high. Yeah, just little little mushrooms of indeterminate but probably deadly um, yes. shall we, characteristics. Should we go for a mushroom trudge either tomorrow when you're back from Karate or at some miscellaneous point in the I'd future? I'd really like that. Right, bring, we should go to Richmond Park and go to and a mushroom trudge. Bring the camera and a couple of like the macro tubes so we can take close-up mushrooms. I reckon pictures. if we went to Richmond Park and then maybe went to the... Um, uh, you know the place where all the rhododendrons are in flower. Oh in the spring? yes, with a, I reckon that with a that feels like stream. yeah, that feels like a place where there would be mushrooms. Have I talked on the stream before about Guardians of the Greenwood. No, a game. For, I've definitely talked to you about it. It's a game for the Acorn that we had in my primary school because they're all Acorn computers on the RISC OS. I we have BBC Micros. I can't find it anywhere. I think I found two screenshots on a website that was last updated in '97, and. Like, I can't find anything on, like, archive.org about it. It was a point, like, an environmentalist point-and-click game for children. It had a mouse. Wow. Yeah, where you'd go around, um, imagine if I was like, yeah, it had a mouse, it had a badger and everything. Ah. Just, like, fill in your own jokes. And it had, like, really eerie, I don't know, like, not even Uncanny Valley because it wasn't that good. No. But really eerie, sort of like a, a sort of green man-type face. And you have to like look around and and look at misc things of I don't know environmental menace and then resolve them by knowing about the sun. Oh, how interesting! Um, I have to have a little look. I'll see if I can. It's very difficult. So when I was in primary school, um, we had. There's a few things coming up. That's because I've searched it before. Oh, right. When I was in primary school, we had one BBC micro per year group, which was about per... Look at this fucked up shit. Oh. And look, this is like the only way you can... I think it might still be on on sale. Neflets are hunted by clunkers. Crinkle must find it. And yeah, just these weird... Oh, that's creepy. That must have been like... Eerie. When you were a bit older, surely, because we we only had the micro. Uh, Well, no, this was um, before I was in... I was in junior school, so before senior school. So I must have been like 10. So what, 96? Or was this earlier than that? It, it doesn't look at it. It doesn't look at at all. This was, look at that, single user license, £15. <coughs> Super level Windows XP, Vista 7, 7, 9 and 10. This can't still be on sale. Formation.com. And maybe it Creepy. is still on sale. And yeah, just these... Um, these weird, creepy Oh, that is guides. really creepy. Um, I've like, seen that before somewhere, I'm I've sure. I've probably shown it to you before. Maybe. Educational software on CD-ROM. Over 30,000 words. And I, like, we didn't have the full version of it. Oh, it that's was really creepy. We didn't the, um, have anything. like That's much more advanced than what we had. And like, like I think, 1995. Yeah, there you go. Because so, like, by 95, like... Yeah, no, that's way too... I mean, I'm talking about 80s games from when I was at primary school. We had, like... Um, Obviously, the classic Granny's Garden, but that one, the one that we had of that, um, for some reason, there was an error in the programming. So you could only get about like 20 minutes in before it would return a syntax error. 
Huh. So everyone would get like, you'd, you, everyone knew what they were doing and all you wanted to do was touch the computer. So you'd, you'd just go and play your allotted 20 minutes if you finished early and then um, that was it. You had to give up to someone else because it was their go. Google Groups. Does anyone um, remember this program? When at primary school about 12 years ago now, and this was posted in 2004, Acorn mm. Computer, one of our classrooms. Can't remember the model. Quite current time. Lemmings demo off cover desk. Uh, educational game, but what something to do with wildlife, also kind of like an adventure game. You enter an area, the stream would draw out your surroundings. You could then move north, south, east, or west. New picture of your surroundings. Well, there you go. Birds, Maybe they animals. found it. How very creepy. Yeah, it was really like haunted and odd. And because it wasn't the full game, you could only get so far, and then it would uh, tell you, yeah, like, yeah. oh, you can't they go wouldn't pay for the much other further one, yeah. than this. I and I can't. All, literally, all I can find is this website that says it's selling it, Strange. and it can't still be selling it. Well, maybe Last they modified are. Twenty sixteen. Good God. And it does say like Windows ten supports, but yeah, like they're really just. There's something it about the actual horrible. actual pictures of the environment with clumsy sort of weird clip art, old yeah. MS Paint or like clip art images overlaid onto just really yeah other. that's really unsettling mm. Mm. and and there are times when if i'm in if i'm in the right sort of woodland i'll be like oh there's going to be a weird horrible face looming which i think you know all children should learn <clears throat> that at certain parts of the woodland there are weird horrible there faces are weird horrible looming. faces in the trees yeah and, and if got... you see a weird horrible face in the tree you just sort of nod respectfully and move on you don't you don't engage if you see a big ring of mushrooms, you don't, you don't go into it. it. You don't, don't go into it. Don't go wandering around the bluebells. You don't. Yeah, you, there are certain vanish. trees you just don't walk around. You know, if in doubt, turn your sock inside out. Carry on; it'll all be fine. Now that's a thing that I, I know that that's like a known thing for like dealing with the fae and all of this. <laughs> but I'd 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 have questions for anybody who actually did turn their sock inside yeah. out in some woods. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's 2022. Yeah. We've got aspirin. Cars. I was reading a really interesting interview with Alan Moore, actually. No, I, um, I want to get you his book of short stories. Yes, I really wouldn't really want get, to read it. Should we get a physical copy, like a nice Yes, I want a proper copy of it. It feels like, yeah, I don't, want, like to, I don't want to read it digitally. Hmm. Um, and he's, it's a really interesting interview where he talks about... Do people like, who read Braille have to read everything digitally? As it's with their thing. You're smiling a bit. I can see you smirking. <laughs> don't sit there in silence to try and make me look like a bastard or a dick. I can see you finding that funny <laughs> and then doing your level best not to react. So I then have to have this exact conversation with you. Oh, dear, it worked again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was this really, really interesting interview where he sort of talks about... Um, with Alan Moore, often, I was thinking about this. So, So there's an element of how much of this does he genuinely believe and how much of it is part of the creative process mm. and how much does it matter mm. um so he was talking about like I you know passed Alan Moore in the street he looked like a wizard he well he is a wizard these he days is, he he's literally he's now he's a now a wizard man he's a very specific a wizard. wizard um it was this really interesting interview about like you know his, his sort of view on um and, and, and lots and lots and lots of um writers um and folklorists and critical rheumatologists people. please critical people have um, come on that's a good joke Folklorists, rumour top, rumour top. No, okay. Yes, very good. Oh, rumour as in rumour. Yes. Thinking, see, all I could see was RH as in how you actually spell it. We've discussed this before. I sort of see the word in my head and therefore it precludes me from thinking about puns. I could only think of connotations. Um, 
But um, it, what is a pun if not a connotation persisting? It's um, more to do with the shape of the word rather than the meaning behind it. It's hard to explain. Um, anyway, you my were brain doesn't wizards. work that way. Yeah. So he was talking about how, um, and this again, it's kind of a, um, it's a, it's not an original idea, but there's a good reason why it's not an original idea that you know the creation of art and writing, the act of writing itself is somehow a trans. It is a transformative act, mm. um, and therefore kind of you know inherently involved with what he terms of a ritual magic and kind of, you know, he talks about the... the ritual, I'm going to write yeah. more down here. Yeah. The ritual magic that yeah, I've yeah. been doing for yeah, several yeah. It's yeah. sort of, sort of, and he's a where he talks. Now, now, when I decided to, to worship Glycon, I thought <laughs> the best thing I could do is find a snake and worship it. Yeah, fuck it, why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, uh, but, yeah, he was talking about how... Again, that kind of you know the the act of writing is a, a, a transformative piece that's sort of um, a descendant of the shamanic impulse in a way, um, and and how that's been kind of you know removed from society in in you know and, and a lot of this is kind of gesturing towards stuff around you know we've lost the um, mystic mystic element of the landscape you know we, mm. the, the 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 land itself has had the um, the uh, the enchantment taken out right. of it, and the reenchantment of the landscape, and all that kind of stuff. And That's the, a kind I of known critical thing. The, the commercialization of, of creativity and storytelling. Oh yeah, it's story all linked. Now it's being all separated linked. From yeah, being around a fire. Yeah, he doesn't you... he doesn't touch on that explicitly, but I think Im- implicitly that's kind of partly what's being spoken about. Um, and I do think there is something really interesting in that. I remember. Um, at university, I did a, um, a long, long essay on some um, uh, Australian writers, including um, uh, Indigenous Australian writing, and mm. a lot of that is about kind of singing things into being and the act of yes. creation. The, the the act of communication is in itself an act of not just the sort of creation of meaning, but the creation of something even deeper than that, which is um, again not. I think it's a kind of universal idea. And I think there's something really interesting about that. And then I was thinking about how I, I would absolutely love to write about Alan Moore in a kind of academic context, but it would feel a bit like, and I'm normally not one... Are you, are you going to say taking the frog apart? To I, I, I am not. I was literally about to say that. I'm not normally frightened of doing that. And, and, and I wouldn't... Frightened's the wrong word. I'm not usually... Larry of doing that. I'm using You're the wrong word. Larry. No, Larry. <laughs> Larry into any room to... I'm not, I'm not usually... I don't Painting. shy away from the idea of deconstructing something critically because I'm comfortable with doing that. And, you know, it's, I, I, I can, I feel like for me, I can take a watch apart and the tick is still there by the time I'm done. And then I can put it back together. I know it's, it's just, you know. I mean, it's it a, won't be there until it, you put it back together. In a, in a literary critical sense, the tick is simultaneously there and laid out on the table in all yeah, its constituent parts. Yeah, I reckon if, if you said that to a watchmaker, they'd be like, no, mate, the tick is... No, they wouldn't, but that's it. because we're not actually talking about a watch here. We're talking about a metaphor, as you well know. Is it know. one of my watches? Yes. Least, no, because I know I've got tools to take them apart, but don't. Anyway. Um, Which one of my watches have you been taking apart to find the tick? Next you'll be telling all of me them. you've taken my frog apart to find the crow. Mm. Anyway, I just I, there's something about At Alan Moore's work. Been interrogating my jokes. Alan Moore's work that feels like... I, it's not like the croak uh, would uh, disappear. It's just, I don't know. It, it, the croak would be dis- a disappointed croak. By it, the the croak would be together. disappointed by the time you put it back together, yeah. 
It, is, is this in the same way that you won't go and see Stuart Lee because you think the highest think the be. highest way to respect his art form is to not go and see him live? I think, I think it might be. I think it's, I think it's some, something along those lines. It's in that wheelhouse. It's like you you want to sort of yes of all the people and of all your lack of desire to yes and something. Your biggest act of yes anding is to go along with Stuart Lee's presentation of himself as a character who hates his audience and whose audience would be better served doing other things. And you say, yes, Stuart Lee, I am fully bought into your yeah. world and yeah. so I will never see you live. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. very arch of that's, you. No, that's, you know, that's the highest respect that I can pay to his artistic integrity, completely unironically. You know, I'll watch. I watch DVDs. I'll watch them. You know, I'm, it's not that I'm. I'll, I'll happily buy his books and all that. It's just I There's feel a strongly. More of his books I, need to get. I feel strongly like it would somehow be an a, an incredibly disrespectful act <laughs> to go and see Stuart Lee live. <laughs> it's like watching a dog shit. You know, they're somehow embarrassed by it, and you feel like you shouldn't. And I and I somehow feel. I do somehow feel like it would be disrespectful to Alan Moore to critically appraise his work in the sense that you would if you were doing a literary critical essay. What if you appraise his work like a silly billy? I think I could probably do it well. Like sculpture. I know I've spoken about this before. It's a bit like writing about Samuel Beckett without being, you know, kind of breaking, your, break, breaking your own fourth wall um, and kind of acknowledging the different nesting sort of Russian doll layers of stuff that's happening. But I think if you did it that way, if you did it itself as an act of transformative writing... Maybe then, I don't want to say get away with it, but maybe then it would be acceptable somehow. I think I know somebody who could get this podcast to Alan Moore. Is, <laughs> I don't want, just, no, I don't want this, that. I don't want next, that. Next episode, just, oh, I personally think that now Garfield, now, if I was Jim Davis, what I'd, what I'd make sure to do is I'd, I'd make Garfield everybody's, because then it's everybody's problem. <laughs> And it's everybody's problem at the minute, but if they all owned a share in Goldfield, culturally, yeah. they'd be richer, but poorer at the same time. Yeah, he, and he wouldn't be wrong. Thanks, imaginary Alan Moore. Oh, no, have we just written him into being imaginary no, Alan a, Moore? A, a bit like, um, <laughs> is that the word for it? Oh, yeah, like Krungus. Oh, yes, some, yeah. Speaking yeah. something into, into being. Like, what was it we were talking about the other day? Oh, yes, my idea for a point-and-click Constantine adventure, which would be amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, that we've not this talked about I mean, that on the yeah. podcast. Many <clears throat> many writers of Constantine say they've met him or seen him. Isn't that bizarre? Which is just, <laughs> like, either out the corner of their that's eye fun. or bumped into in a bar, some <clears throat> manky scouser, cropped hair, shirt, trousers, tie, standing in the just rain, a cocky smoking with a, a cigarette and a long, <laughs> and a long coat. And like you know, sitting next to them at the bar, and then next time they look back, that he's disappeared. <laughs> and I and yeah, like you say, how much of that is part of the creative process? How much of that is like a fun bit of world building? How much of that is people saying it for a laugh? Does does it really matter? Because it, it, the idea is, is Baron's it, Court really a court? Oh, <laughs> now here's a thing that winds me up. Are we, are we on to Neil some, Gaiman now? Because no, I fucking love Neil what? Gaiman, but there is an element of his writing no, 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 that's no, no, a bit no. like... We'll, we'll find out yeah. what we're on to right. when I speak okay. and about what I'm speaking rather than you deciding, like, oh, a guy's going to say this and so I'm going no, to I just, just run excited. round in circles. What, I, what gets me <laughs> is podcasts with American hosts who do a sort of accent for Neil Gaiman 
which isn't like I know that like I've I've done my fair share of poor American accents. That's fine. I don't even attempt it. But sometimes a podcast host would be like, "I'm Neil Gaiman." Hello. <laughs> And I genuinely, like, I don't know how much... Like the is. Dick Van Dyke school of yeah, British like, I'm, accent. I'm going... It's always be, a British accent as well, as if British. as if there's one British yeah. accent. I'm going... A as opposed to hundreds of accents in Scotland alone. And it, and it might just be <clears throat> that they're doing that for a bit of fun. And they, like, they know it's bad. But also, there is, there's a certain kind of, I don't know, American content producer who genuinely thinks that a British accent... Should be delivered nice. Like the policeman in Pirates of Penzance. Yes. And it... Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't mind mocking the the English, because you should. It's morally good. And I, like, it's not like I can't take a joke. And there's plenty of times I've been all like, well, I'm a generic transatlantic accent. Accent, accent. Hello, hello. Like, yeah, that's fine. It's not great. It's somewhere in the middle of the ocean, and nobody sounds like that. But... Oh, Neil Gale, but fuck off. Yeah, it really annoys me. Uh, yeah, and it, it is really annoying. And it's the sort of thing where you if you if you get annoyed by it, then that's that's writing an, into the you, papers yeah, to say that you're you, mad. Yeah, you have got do, please don't put in the paper that I got mad about the Neil Gaiman accent done by a successful American podcaster. Yeah. Is what that is. Yeah. Do, do you know which Even podcast though, I'm talking yes, about? Yes. I'm pretty sure I do. The 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 <clears> video game <throat> boys that we listen to. Oh, the I've also heard the McElroys do it. Oh, the McElroys. Uh, but they don't care. They're an interchangeable... Uh, genuinely, gun to my head, <clears throat> arrange the three McElroys in, and say, like, okay, which one's Crinkle, which one's Minkle, and which one's Front? And I'll be like, I don't know. Yeah. Hang on. Travis, Justin, Griffith, Griffin, <laughs> Gr- Gr- Grimbles. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. like, I couldn't put a it's name interchangeable to the interchangeable content. Um, but, yeah, like... Content with a capital just, C. Just sometimes the, like, well, I'm Neil Gaming. You're like, oh, come on. If you're doing it to wind me up, that's fair, and you, you've succeeded. Congratulations. I think, I think sometimes it is being done to wind a person up. Sometimes it's just like someone really thinks they've got a good English accent, and you're like, mm, no. Mm, mm. It's like when I do, this is a good accent, because this is the dog from, what's it called? Tom and Jerry, if you boys don't let me finish my dog house, I'll skin you alive. Like that. <laughs> and that's that's my character um, called... <clears throat> Doghouse dog. Doghouse dog. Uh, but yes, you're absolutely right. Oh, what if there were seven sisters? Oh, oh what if there sisters, was a bridge with yeah. a knight on it? Ah! I mean... Oh, what if there was a circus? Uh, Piccadilly! Right, now there's a lot to be said <laughs> about urban fantasy mm-hmm. and urban... Again, the kind of re-enchantment of a landscape which appears to have been hollowed out both mm. literally and figuratively in the creation of the underground say yes. but what if there was an earl with a court in it? <clears throat> but what if there was an earl with a court in it there's something in a way it is kind of pleasingly literal and in another way it's very displeasingly literal i mean oh, I, I i genuinely like it oh I, yeah no i love i, I love a bit of neil gateman yeah no absolutely you know I, a, I'll, I might read reread sandman actually. there was a, a young adult fantasy series i, I read a little a sort of uh, Hellraiser as well, actually. Yeah, we've we got have. some we've of got the, the really good Hellraisers. Yeah. Um, There's we've... also a load of um, uh, what's a face on the tablet that I want to read. What's a face? When I finish the IDW Transformers. With the Judge Anderson. Anderson, yes. I want yes, to read we've got a date like 2000 yeah. AD stuff. 
um, and a collection of Alan Moore's oh, 2018 Maybe I'll hide under a blanket shops. and read comics this evening. I might finish off the nice. Transformers ones. Have you read Alan Moore's um, Future Shock collection? Yes, they're, they're well. They good. are very good. Um, I, I like a, I like a, I like a Neil Gaiman. <coughs> I don't mind the Neil Gaiman. I don't either. mind Neil Gaiman. There was a, um, a, a I think it was a, a sort of young adult, um, fancy or sort of urban fancy series mm. I read, uh, which had one of the the, the villains in London it was called uh, Reach, mm. and the fingers of Reach were all the cranes. Whenever you see a sort of an aggregation of cranes that that's that's reach stripping the landscape and building it into his own. And I just like the idea of that as curled fingers. Yeah, that's fun. Mm. I like that. There's, yeah, there's something interesting about um, the the way in which the strangeness of things has been stripped from places. And this is and, why you need a Brecht. That, and some of that is good. Yes, this is why. Yes, this is why we need a Brecht. Some of that I think is is positive and good, and some of that I think is um, is kind of sad, in a way. I don't know. I'm I'm not articulating myself very well this evening. I, it's important to find strange. <clears throat> like it's important to look up. Yeah. And to see things and be like, ah, oh, this is. In, in the it same way, when you, when you go to a city, like when we went to New York, and we're like, mm. oh, it's like the films. It's mm. exciting. That's the day-to-day life for lots of people who are just walking there, like in the films. Mm. They're just walking there. But when I saw a sewer which had steam coming out of it, I was that like, there's, was definite, well good. "There's definitely some turtles." There's some turtles there. in there. Yeah. And in the same way, like when we're walking around, even just where they're like our neck of the woods, those photos I took the other day, mm. they're, they're really nice yeah. pictures, and they're really just nice. on our, our doorstep. Yeah. And it's important, I think, to remind yourself. Like it, it's mm. it is pretty cool living in London. It'd be nice if I was on triple wages. There's lots of cool stuff to see and do, and that's exciting. And and trying to see it through the eyes of somebody who is new to the city or new to the country or something like that, and be like, "Oh, that's well good though, isn't it? That's a big weird bridge." Mm, yeah, there's an element of that. What? I like I like the countryside for that kind of thing. Well, that's because mushrooms. <coughs> we all like the countryside for mushrooms. mushrooms. I, I like trees. I had a question that I was I was going to ask, and then we accidentally got talking about psychogeography and potentially quite interesting uh, subjects. Mm. My question was: Is Ronald McDonald? <laughs> Fuck's sake! But I was really enjoying that conversation. It was interesting. It was going places. We were talking about, you know, again, as you say, psychogeography, the reenchantment of the landscape, the way in which that intersects with, and the the, the sort of tensions between. Um, the reenchantment of a landscape and the urban landscape. We, we, there was all kinds of interesting sort of potential stuff going on there. And then you fucking bring up Ronald McDonald now, again. First of all, stop trying to feast upon my nuggies until I am Ronald Cohn. <laughs> right. Okay. This this could feasibly lead into this. Okay. I wouldn't count on it. I'm all ears. <laughs> I wouldn't count I'm on it. I'm all ears. Put is, your clown put your clown nose on while you say Is this. Ronald McDonald? Mm. A clown or a person. Now, now hang fire. Imagine the the the, the right, address my my immediate question first. It's the obvious one. Cl- clowns are people. No. Right. Okay. No. no so, is, right. is Ronald yeah. McDonald a clown or a person? Ronald McDonald exists in like Ronald Alia, what it, like the kingdom from the past of the McDonald's clan. I don't think it was set in the past, but I think they leaned into it more heavily in the past, where you had like the Gribbler, Captain Handcheeks, like the Feet Men, and <laughs> you all. Can't, of... You can't just 
just invent things and then <laughs> gaslight me into believing that there was a shared had, Ronald you, you McDonald know, collective you universe. Had, you never had the Gribbler and Captain <laughs> Hamcheeks, and it'd be all like, oh, a nice <laughs> burger. Yeah, you put his hands on your cheeks and be like, I have a burger. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, okay, but that like there was a. There it was... certainly made Christmas Christmas children's parties in the eighties and no, okay. an unpleasant experience. No, but here's the thing: like there was a, a McDonald's sort of not like there was a McDonald's universe. extended universe. There was yeah. the Hamburglar. There was the Hamburglar. There were the funny hands. little purple things. Grimaces. There was no. There was a grimace. There was a grimace who apparently was either the embodiment of a milkshake or a taste bud. Mm. So, like, there was all those fucked up little dudes, there right? And there were like little dudes. grimly yeah. guides. I'm, I'm fairly sure there was a hamburger with a face. The it little might grimly have guys. Been a mare. I've just, oh, that's just broken a memory. Mm. The little grimly guys. You know, the small ones at mm. McDonald's. Um, I had them in my head when I was a small child, <laughs> occupying the same space as a Goomba. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's is that weird? Because we never played Mario. When, when I say mare, only ever saw it. I, I mean mayor, not like a, a lady horse. The mayor. The, the mayor. Mayor of Cheese Town. So, like, you had was all those... Was he Mayor Cheeseburger or something? I don't know. But, like, there was a guy whose face was a burger and he might have been, like, the mayor. There was a man who was oh, a thief. That... Oh, no, I'm thinking of the wimpy one. There was, you know, there was Grimace who was a Grimace. All yeah. of these creatures, none of them are human. Is Ronald McDonald, who lives in this world, a human or a clown. Oh, so you're proposing that clown is like an entirely different clown separate species. Clown might be a species in this world because, like, grimaces, whatever the fuck they are, mayor burger for a face. Mm. Captain the hamburglar. The hamburglar ham, the yeah. who urgles yeah. hams. Yeah. Those, hams. None of those were people. No. Why do we well, Right, no, none of them were human is what you're saying. I mean, we assume that they had sentience. We, we assume that they're, they're people in the way that, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all right, most of sci-fi. What I'm saying is it's 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 presumptuous presumptuous of us mm. presumptuous of us of us is presumpt right to to posit that Ronald McDonald is a human dressed as a clown right when it's if you if you if you make it strange if you look at it with fresh yeah, eyes yeah. it is much more likely that he is a clown. Yeah. And that is a breed and in this world. Is a species, that yeah. is a separate. I I will proactively buy in to your world building. Yeah, you you reckon? Yeah, I'm down with this. Ron, Ronald yeah. McDonald is is a clown, a clown in the same way yeah. that the Hamburglar is whatever was a, a Hamburglar. Yeah. Where Mayor Cheeseburger for a face. That's a whole <laughs> fucking deal. Yeah, and you've got like a and little army little of gribbly guys. The, yeah, the, Mr. Gribbles, Captain Handcheeks, yeah, uh, Flapmaster, yeah, who made flapjacks, yep, yeah. and you know. All of that. Apple Sally, yep. Apple Sally. Uh, neither an apple nor a Sally. Nor a Sally, yeah. no. <laughs> I, no, I, like, I, I, I did what I, this came to me this, this morning, because I've not had a lot on lately. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had a very, very clear schedule. Um, and it allows me to think these elevated thoughts. No, that's interesting. No, I will, I will absolutely fully buy into that. Um, I also, um. This is possibly the sort of question that would get Joe Rogan, like, puce. <laughs> Like he he'd take a big hit on whatever Joe Rogan weed Joe Rogan smokes, <laughs> and then convince himself that not only is Ronald McDonald this, but for like somehow it's um, a big conspiracy about something. Yeah, like George to Soros convince children wants, that children that, that sorry that clowns are they're real, are real or something. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I we have no reason to believe that Ronald McDonald is a human, given that he no, just that's because fair. he's got the shapes that's of a human. That's fair. I always used to get him confused with Michael Jackson as well when I was very, very small because they okay. both wore, because they both wore gloves. 
No. So Ronald McDonald had gloves, and then sometimes Michael Jackson so, had gloves. And then some types. So and I, used I like to get that really you've already, <laughs> you've already undercut your thing. They both wore gloves, and then immediately, sometimes. sometimes. This yeah. is like the French calling bats hairless mice. It's like, well... <laughs> I guess that is a difference between them <laughs> yeah, and mice, but, to a, right, but it's not the main one. To a four-year-old's brain, right. this is the kind of thing that happened. Right. Do, do, do you want me to bring up a picture of Michael Jackson? No, I know what Michael Jackson and, looks like. I know that he on, has, has you, no comparison whatsoever were, to Ronald McDonald. When you were four, yeah. which Pokemon evolution of Michael Jackson were we on? We'd have been on... When did Smooth Criminal come out? I don't know. That was late 80s, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? That was late that was 80s. It is pretty good. That was late 80s. So I think we were on not not quite Jackson in his imperial phase in the sort of <laughs> right. early 80s. But I think he definitely had long hair. Right. And he was looking like suspiciously white. Right. Um, but he hadn't yet kind of gone into like... Um, I assume you, know, you mean by imperial face with the yeah. jackets and the yeah the and all yeah like so when I think of Michael Jackson I think of the fancy trilby hat and the white suit from Smooth Criminal because I think that's probably when so when was that like have a look at when it was it actually I kind of want to know because I want it was the moon that was a moonwalk thing I think was that when he did a moon when did he do a moonwalk I think he did a lot of moonwalks it's also very easy to moonwalk and fun to learn I recommend that you what do. year was it that was, yeah it was the trilby in the white suit. That's um, what I think of when I think of Michael Smooth Jackson. Smooth Criminal. We've got lots of alien ant farms, Smooth Criminal lyrics. Put a date. Michael. Just put a date. Oh, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Well, um, Your Google through is weak today. Hey. Um, alien ant farm. Great. This is not helpful. Ni- 1988. Yeah, there we go. Four years old. I'd have been about oh, yeah. four. Okay, fair so enough. So 88, 89. That's when I was like four or five and just starting to like make sense form shapes and memories. And, you know, I do my earliest memories when I was two, but I can remember being four. Right. Yeah, it is because I remember um, I was sitting on, um, I had a little yellow car, you know, like a little roll-on one. Um, and it was, um, it was a cast-on one, actually. Um, like a little Rolls-Royce car thing. And I was sitting in, on it in the front room of the bungalow in Morley in South Leeds. Um, and I remember looking up at the cabinet, like where there were all pictures and things. Um, and there was the noise of something in the background, which I think must have been the TV. And it's just like, that's a little flash of memory. And I would have been no more than two because we moved out of that house when I was about just just past two. I, and ref- I remember saying this to my mum. I feel like that must be a, like a, a formed memory later on. Like a sort of No, back. because I remember, I remember describing it to mum and she said, yes, that's what it looked like. There was a cabinet by the wall and the window over there and all that. So it's, it's like a little flash. So that must be the earliest possible flash of like long-term memory. Um, Michael Jackson occupies two spaces in my brain. <clears throat> a thriller video, because we had a VHS of various like Michael Jackson music videos, which I used to love. And the thriller video with a sort of like the, the, the red Oh, the uh, long one. The red jacket. He was with, really with good Price, before he like, sadly he went. He was really, thriller. really good before he sadly just completely lost it. And he, his, and uh, his upbringing and treatment. I know. I feel so, so. I mean, in a way, yeah. It's it, the whole the whole business it's is a absolutely very disgraceful. Sad yeah, it's a very sad. Now, yeah. can we just talk about these fucked up little? Right. Guys? So, a guy has brought up a picture of the Ronald McDonald gang, and oh yeah, there was the bird duck. There are the gribbly guys. Look, yeah, those things. Guys. Those little gribbly guys with long faces. Yeah, with the little gribbly guys this with long. Right they here, look. They look like, like Hammerlock from Borderlands oh, Two. God, yeah. They look like little sort of koosh balls with long yeah. legs. Those I always used to get confused with Goombas. Other characters that appeared in the lineup included Ronald. Yeah, Who's that Grimace. pirate? 
Exactly. Where's the fucking pirate the come from? Officer Bird, Big Mac. Birdie the early bird. Is Officer Big Mac in direct opposition to the Hamburglar? And why are there hamburgers be. in a chest? Well, they've presumably been burgled. What the fuck? Look, there's your Hamburglar. And he, again, not a human face, a human adjacent face. The, the mayor is a burger. The Hamburglar isn't. The policeman is a Big Mac, so presumably there's a conflict of interest there. Or rather, he's got a personal stake in ensuring no further hams get urged. It's kind of telling, isn't it, that the policeman and the mayor look the same. That the um, the holders of authority and power in this world are, are, are of the same, of the of same cast, background. And, and, and right. yeah, yeah. Now, what I'm saying... <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, the police force exists to maintain the status quo insofar and, and, and as preserve the, the, uh, the, the authority and, and, and power of those who are to, already to in charge preserve, goes. But, preserve yeah. property ownership before, yeah. before yeah. personhood. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's the case, no. but it certainly seems to be the case in, in McDonald land. Oh, well, I hate whoever's made this YouTube video with the extended Muck DCU, which I guess is Fuck McDonald's off. culinary Fuck universe. Off. Anyway, the, looking at these... Mayor McCheese, that was it. Looking at these fuck-ups... Like, yeah, Mac Ronald McDonald is the closest human-adjacent thing. He's clearly a clown, Because the Hamburglar yeah. has got a weird, like, he's got a lot going on facially. Those yeah. are just some fries. That's a burger face. That's a nightmarish duck. This guy's a, that's a big blue lump. That's I thought Grimace was purple. No, that's... What is it, Grimace? It varies. That's a very coy Grimace, which I don't care I for. I don't like a coy I, Grimace. I, I, hope <laughs> I, do the, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in oh, me. no. Now, okay, so two things. <laughs> One, I think we have... It's fairly safe to say that Ronald McDonald is more likely to be a clown than a human. Yeah, I think so. Better. I agree. I agree. Secondly, the Hamburglar, yeah. with his, with his like, a lot more face-happening face, Yeah, the colours match the stripes of Ronald McDonald. Oh, I, I know that yeah. there's the classic sort of American prison outfit, which is stripes. You know, you've got maybe. a swag bag, you've got a, a maybe. What are you suggesting then? I'm suggesting brothers. I'm suggesting Maybe. not an alternate universe thing, but no. like one may well be the inverse of the other. Well, in a sort of Waluigi, Luigi kind of sense. McDonald's.fandom.com. Bernice, a strange creature that was introduced in 92 to blah. Vulture dash. An unnamed vulture that spoke in a monotone voice. That's some. That's real creepy pasta stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unnamed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you remember when he used to go to McDonald's yeah. and then there was the unnamed vulture that spoke the in a monotone, monotone voice? voice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, then the person yeah. who you're with is like. And you'd what? only ever see it advertised at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, when your radio would start showing pictures. Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I want to have a hamburger. Well, I want some fries. I also wish to consume. <laughs> well, gee. Um. I don't think he's a human. No, I, I think got, you might be right. We have no reason to believe that he he's has a person. no internal organs. Oh, just it's not even viscera. It's, it's just a like, sort of blobby-like sponge. I I thought you were going to go with like a clown ham that you can get the sliced clown ham. No, no. But like just ham all the way through. Yeah, I know what you mean. But no, I don't think Ronald McDonald has anything other than like a kind of uh, quite dense foam. But like, is it animate foam? Well, I mean, Ronald McDonald is animate. Maybe it's like a kind of collective. I don't know. I think there's a there's a there's a. There's or do you a think it's do you think of, it's clown a, ham? There's a suggestion of flesh to Ronald McDonald. Yeah. With these other guys, that could be like I'll I'll believe that that's like. A oh no! I, I mean I mean I don't mean it in the sense of like 
Oh, I see what you mean. You're taking me quite literally. I'm. I'm I don't just mean costume wise. I mean no, no, in no, this no. World. I know. I know. But in this world, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think. I think it's a sort of in the same way that Mr. Blobby is composed entirely of of foam. I think in the Blobby world, Blobby is meat. Is Blobby meat? I think Blobby's. I, I think don't it's think very <laughs> ah. Blobby might be um, fungus. Genuinely, yeah. Like that's if true. you look at it does a have spores. The little dots are spores. Like or things where the spores a, come a from. A puffball will squish, and we see yeah. Blobby squish and deform as yeah. he careens into things, shouting his own name. Yeah. I think the squishing and deformation suggests that Blobby is fungus. Yeah, you might be right. Is, is that the fruiting body? Dental plan. Blobby is fungus. Yeah. Dental plan. Um, <clears throat> he, yeah, uh, Mr. Blobby is, is the fruiting body yeah. of the giant mycelial growth that Which lives that beneath is. crinkly bottom. Why yeah. is the bottom crinkly? It's because of all the mycelium. Yeah. I... Tended by the mad scientist that is Noel Edmonds. What's the gunge tank? Propagating yeah. material. Ed- Ed- Edmonds has been at it for years. So what I've, I've done is taken a very familiar part of the urban landscape mm. and made it strange. Mm. Yeah. And I went along with you because of my own desire to re-enchant the landscape, particularly in that kind of urban slash suburban setting drawing on perhaps the hauntology of the 80s rather than the 70s, which is a period in which it's kind of traditionally I derived. if... Is this a way of clawing back some sense of autonomy in a world of constant adverts? And is... A, is that what we're doing with this Garfield podcast? Because I know yes. we're, we're railing against it's, something. We we are undertaking a transformative Yes. Is, is that what the internet is doing to Garfield collectively? Yes. It's, I think it's a part of it. And is, is Not that, the whole, Is that it, an attempt part. at reclamation, yes. do you think? I think so, yes, I do. P- potentially yeah. because when you're young and Garfield is part of your life, that's a thing that you enjoy. It's like, yeah. oh, it's a Garfield. Then when you see the way it permeates everything and you become aware of it mm. as a cultural monolith and monoform, mm. you try and take that back both to try and... Give your give, give some honor to your childhood. It's give sort to, of re- reclaiming integrity in a way. Yeah, to give some integrity yeah. to your childhood because as when you were a child, you would have enjoyed it with your whole heart because mm. you, you'd enjoyed it with a with a child's might, and that's fine. But then when you get old, you realize there was a cynical aspect to it in the way that Transformers were obviously. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> when you are a child, you see through a glass darkly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. And you, you then, when you see sort of like, oh, this was made to sell me something. This was made to get something out of my parents by way it, of it, me. It, it diminishes the experience, doesn't it? And, and sort of reaches back in time in a way that it ought not to. Mm. And then presumably by making Garfield Creepypasta, by making a Garfield podcast, by doing all of this, it's a way of making the tiniest, tiniest imprint in the skin of this gigantic creature that doesn't even know we're there. I don't I don't even know if it's the tiniest imprint. I think it's re it's re it's, it's some kind of collective reclaiming um where um the the cultural melting pot of pop culture discourse is kind of this constant roiling caldera of stuff which rises to the top and then drops back down again and rises to the top and some things rise more often than others and I think people sort of pluck them out and create new things with them and then chuck them back in and see what happens and I think some of that is kind of yeah that that re- reclaiming um something that has been commoditized um, and it was always commoditized in the first place mm. it's just that 
you weren't open to the commodification of it. Um, and therefore, when that commodification takes place, it, it, it sort of, rather than it reaching in, there's something inside reaching out as well. And you, you, you don't like that, you know. You feel like you've been played. You feel like you've been violated, mm. yeah, and played. Um, and I think, yeah, part of that is, I think, kind of reclaiming it for something non-commercial. Um, well, yeah, I think so. But I think that's you know there's also also don't underestimate the transformative the the, yeah the transformative power of dicking about yeah is, that's, you know, that's yeah. fair drawing a cock and balls on something yeah absolutely yeah a lot of um, I think a lot, there's a lot of pomposity around at the moment um, and I should know because I generate a lot of I it, was a lot of I hot was air. about yeah. to say um, and I think you know it's good to kind of puncture that. Um, pomposity, I think, is where we've gotten ourselves as a collective country into a lot of trouble, you know. Anyway, we should probably talk about Garfield. Are those his young? Like those small burgers with the faces? Are they the young of the mayor and the... The police officer? Maybe. I don't know. So, you know, um, Voltaire... Oh, no, her wings look like feet. Oh. 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 <laughs> Fucking. Oh. oh. How should we just run headfirst into the wall a few times <laughs> to to go this away? Oh. Um you know Voltaire from Bloodborne? No. The, the guy with the bucket on his head. Is he, he the guy who's not a bucket, he's not a cage. No, that's uh Damien Scholar of Menses. So right, who's the guy with the bucket? The on guy with the bucket on his head. Um he is dressed in a constable's uniform. And you get from him, he's the one that sees the vermin everywhere that he believes is the cause of, of the, right. the beastly scourge. And, well, he says that he sees the vermin. When you find the vermin, it says only people who really believe in them can see them and right. wish to stamp them out. And uh, he long since stopped seeing them a while ago. So a lot of people, because a lot of people who like video games a lot, like very literal interpretations of things, go, oh, well, clearly these are the actual beast the source of the beastly scourge because it says and it's like no these probably don't really exist in any like apart from in the mind of the people who oh. have been told that they're there is this some vermin i see before me yeah because it's another act of with its butt pointed towards with me its butt, because it's another act of like insanity within this world yeah. anyway he wears a sort this of this is a world which explicitly manifests the concept of insight yes as a as a game mechanic Meaning that you, when you, when your numbers go up, you can see things that were not there when your numbers were down, and yet somehow the fandom has decreed that that, that this is an impossibility. Has it? Uh, no, it, it, it's it's more that like, oh, it's definitely that rather than as opposed this, to something r- interesting. Rather than this ambiguous. is a, a, a folly, uh, yeah, mere. I don't know how many people see them. Anyway, this guy, uh, him and his compatriots, chased a beast down. The beast killed all of his compatriots, and then he like ate the beast himself. He ain't well. But he wears an old-timey constable's outfit. And I'm just wondering whether anybody's um, made a Bloodborne mod where everything is the same, but Voltaire has is Officer Big Mac's head. Officer Big Mac, maybe. Maybe yeah. a bit a bit like that, some, what was it, the Resident Evil What, where Mr. X where, becomes was it Mr. X or Nemesis or something was... Um, Thomas Shrek, the Tank Thomas, and, and it played do, 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 oh god do, it's do, horrifying do, do, as he as he blunders through walls to come and gurt you oh no yeah the Shrek one was very funny Shrek one well I mean you should get out of his swamp yeah and isn't you know the Umbrella Corporation interfering with people's swamps yeah. what got us in this in the first place yeah. 
Absolutely. Garfield? Yeah, go on then. Well. Here we are again. Now, this... Okay, I know you, you're not going to believe this because you think that I find it difficult to hold two ideas in tandem. That's not true. You're perfectly capable of holding two ideas in tandem is when they are potentially in tension or competing with each other or when um, something can be in two boxes simultaneously. That's when you find it First troubles. of all, things can't be in two boxes simultaneously. There we go. Unless one box is inside the there other, in which case that's fine. <laughs> I quite like it, but also I don't. And yeah, so that's so... two things in tension, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the first panel um, is Garfield sitting on. I think we're supposed a to think it's a surface. I think it's supposed to be outside because I think there's like a cloud outside. I, that, I think it's supposed we, to be we've grass. We've had that inside before. No, like, but it looks like grass a, though. That's like, only because it's green. The, yeah, maybe. There's but there's like also tough, stuff on the floor. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's grass. I think it could be shadows. Anyway, they're out. They're, they're in a they're in a space. Let's have they a are in a space. Row about this. They're in some kind of space. Yes. And Garfield is sort of, what's that expression on his face? Is it like... It's it's bored waiting for somebody to finish. It's you're being polite to somebody at a drinks reception. Maybe they're quite senior to you at work and you're just waiting for them to finish talking. So you There's can something go. about the way his jaw is jutting out, though, that gestures towards, I don't know, like a a, a cockiness almost, a... He's he's sort of intransigent in the face of yeah I don't know and, and waiting for his his turn because he knows his turn will supersede the turn. He looks very it. unimpressed. Yes. Um, and Odie is sort of standing next to him with his horrible pencil thin noodle neck as thin previously neck, discussed. Wagon tail, ears erect, um, and mouth saying open. woof. Very, it's again the 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 smile of the of the blessed idiot, mm. the, the the bliss of mm. the of the empty. Uh, Surly Garfield. Looking at an excited dog, at him the dog go woof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in the second panel, um, Garfield has opened his mouth to unholy proportions. Um, we can't see his eyes because he's kind of um, he's. We, we I think meant to think of him as kind of throwing his head back. His ears are his set ears back. Are, yeah. A little bit like when a cat yawns. Yeah. There might um, be some like artistic. You can see like the tip of his here. nose on the top, um, and. Um, Garfield says bark very very loudly, very, very, very loudly. Yeah. Letters. There are very forceful lines coming out towards Odie. Odie is being kind of like forced Lifted backwards. Off his feet. He's on his back yeah. feet now, his, his front feet are off. Still with his, forced his backwards by the, the strength of um, the bark. His eyes, I don't know if that's like ripples on his face, maybe, maybe. the skin rippling. Yeah. Like as if he was under strong wind. His ears are back, he's being knocked over. Sonic uh, with is the force. Sonic. Sonic? No, I was about what? to say, Garfield is inflicting sonic you damage. take that back. Garfield is inflicting sonic, sonic damage. There we go. Garfield's Garfield damage. damage, yes. And then panel three, um, Odie is running off into the distance going, yip, 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 yip. There's a little curvy S whoosh showing the movement line of Odie. His mouth is open, his head's tilted back, his ears are pointing backwards. He's running away and Garfield has turned to the audience with a hooded, so hooded eyes very smug. and a big smug smile, because he done what if a cat do, a dog what do, a dog do, yeah, but loud, but big, mm. but big loud. Yep, and that's it, really. That's all there is to say about it. I think I, I find it hard to hate it. I, the, I think I, I find it hard to hate it, but I think that's just because it's so bland. The, the this smug, is the grey man of Garfield. The comics. smugness of the Garfield at the end, I don't care for, but. As illustrations go, that's a funny face on Odie. Like, his mouth is clamped shut and a bit puckered 
and like his nose drops down below his mouth a and it's properly bit. I, ju- oh, I just I don't care for any of it actually that's fair. that's what I was going to say the green man um, still exists and draws power in urban landscapes because children waiting to cross the road will shout green man green man green man yeah yeah you're not wrong yeah one day when the ivy has reclaimed the traffic lights, he will emerge. Mm. A single green hand thrust up from the pavement cracks, surrounded by countless dandelions. Mm. Anyway, to say about this no, one? not really. Um, like it. I, I think this. I think the middle panel is funny. Like, I really like the sort of... Yeah, I mean, the the sort of arrangement of Garfield's, like, muzzle is quite cute, I guess. I, I just I think can't... Odie's face, like, there's a tiny... I don't know if you can see the tiny little, like, downwards-pointing bit on his otherwise straight mouth line that looks like a... Ri- it, that's what it is. It's evocative of when Kermit the Frog draws his face in like this and it pulls, oh, yeah. like, I think little, I know what you mean. I, ripple bits. Maybe I'm not appreciating it because I'm at a little bit of a distance compared yeah. to you. There's... I, I, but having leaned in, I'm just not massively impressed. That's fair enough. It's a Garfield. I, yeah, I just, I just don't. It doesn't strike me as being anything other than like sort of middle of the road, which is exactly what you expect it's from fella. Garfield. What I mean, what we have noticed, we've not touched upon this. I've been meaning to, is like obviously Odie has been introduced. Davis is fucking leaning on the Odie button to mm. cement this as a thing. Mm. He's trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, is what he's doing. That deserved better. Um... No, history I, I, no, will. It was, it was very good. History will applaud me for that. No, it's very good. Um, I don't. I don't applaud every single good and clever and funny thing that you say because you say them a lot. Aww. And if I, and, you know, it's just what I expect from you. Um, yeah, he's he's he is trying to make Odie happen, and like obviously, if you introduce a new character, you want to run with it. But I wonder how many we're going to get through until we have a. Garfield without Odie. Yeah. Because I, I think it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be quite a few. Because he wants to cement Odie's mm. place in this world. Presumably because he's run out of things to do for a man and a cat. Yeah. So let's spice spice up this particular marriage by introducing a dog. And then whoa. Yeah. I, d- I just don't have much to say. Yeah, that's oh fair god, enough. the comments are You'll notice be that the appalling. floor disappears yeah. in panel three. <sighs> Can we get the comments over and done with? Because it's going to be absolutely appalling. Okay, should we have a couple of bets? <sighs> well, I, I mean, what do we think is going to come up? It's going to be... Um, wow, he really showed yeah, him. Yeah, it's going to be, and it was like this for 30 years. Yeah. And it's going to be, oh, here's first first instance of Garfield getting one over on Odie. Oh. Odie, tried, Odie came to the best and Garfield should that sort of like don't, yeah, don't try yeah. with the best don't mess Odie. with Ode, with don't, Garfield yeah, yeah that kind of thing yeah um, wow he sure this barked. makes us really angry why do we do this <laughs> I think it's good because I'm I find do you feel better for it well, I feel I feel better for complaining about some, Garfield someone described it's this, quite cathartic this is it someone described it, like when I was a couple of days ago on stream I was playing a horror game because I was feeling stressed and anxious so I thought I'd give it a yeah, reason what better way to relax and somebody no somebody described it as like a lightning rod so if you're going to be full of cortisol and adrenaline and you're going to be like feeling At least physically have some stressed reason anyway, to do it. Yeah. give your brain something to be stressed and anxious about. Yeah. So then when it stops, you have a moment of rest, but you feel at the very least it's directed at something. Yeah. I'm currently finding it very difficult to exist in the world due to capital P politics. And so in this little corner of the world that we're chipping out for ourselves, where we A, hopefully make people smile, sometimes maybe make people laugh, 
God help me, maybe make people think every now and again. We're reclaiming it. We're reclaiming it. Mm. And getting angry at a small section of internet comments that, like, our anger is pointless, the comments are pointless. It's all wrapped in futility, but it gives it somewhere to go. It offers a light. We've created our own meaning. It's a little bit of zinc. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's it's a form of catharsis. It is a form of catharsis. So let's have a look. Ghastly. Do you really bark, G? Says Pookie and Odie over 12 years ago. Sonic Wind are Garfield's classic smug face. Poor Odie. We never thought there'd be a... We should have no, said, of course there's going to no. be a poor Odie. No. Um, Artaka 913. Lol, I love that face. Best smile ever. We hadn't... <sighs> no. Uh, says Derek. He's got about nine years ago. Garfield is cool too. Ha! Says ha. That's literally all they say. <laughs> Sonic X79 over eight years ago. He's like a dog. He is. He's wife for cat like what a dog do like what a dog do Rascal Garfield over eight years ago lol also the floor disappeared in the third panel so clearly Rascal Garfield and I share a thing this is a joke and I don't dislike it whether for Joe it's nice to know a second language I mean that's additive that's a joke that's additive yeah Yeah. you know what Has to be a listener. If it's not a listener, it's somebody it's who someone is just also having, playing. They're their just own having game. their own fun. Yeah. Uh, Vulo, the face borrower, premium member, six months ago, says this is a great comment. Thank you. Garfield knows at least two languages, maybe more. How has your day been? I've been feeling a little off myself, but that's neither here nor there. Hope things are well for you. Bless. You know what? I they're pl- they're playing their own playing game. Different. Yeah, um, I, I respect that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke, wow, Garfield is like a cat with a little dog inside him. Yep. Nope. Uh, love to laugh. <laughs> this has got four replies. Oh my God. Garfield can bark better than Odie. This has got four replies. Okay, before I click into this, what scandal lurks in these? I don't co- know. What controversy I don't know. have we? I don't know. That's sad. Says Bulls almost three years ago. Sebastian SR rules. Says hi, DD. Is that a Didi character? Hi, Didi. I've no idea. Baby Chad, now comic reviewer, also says, Hi, Didi. And then Butt Hurst says, I know, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, all it takes is a bark from Garth and Odie goes flying. I don't, there's something really obnoxious about the way that these commentators presumptuously shorten Garfield's name in a kind Garth. of, it's, in a kind of matey. Yeah, it's an overly familiar matey kind of. Garfield. No, but I think, I think that they're sort of assuming an intimacy, which isn't necessarily yeah, there. Yeah, that's fair. That I find objectionable. Garfield, but it's E before I is that person's username. Link over here, we go, says bye bye, Odie. Uh, Odie said woof, but Garfield said bark. Mm. Cookie1371, silly Garfield, cats don't bark. Hungry for quisps, premium member, (laughs) six months ago. This has got to be another one, surely. Says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Ephesians 4.29. Thank you very much for that quotation from Scripture. to be Benito Serino. (laughs) Uh, Hydromania says Sigma male behaviour. Uh, a true, truly brave dog says Fat Cat mm. Animations. And somebody's given that a little love heart. Well, there we go. That was the comment section. That was the comment section. People have le- been leaving comments on our Patreon. We've still got uh, Dr. Wright's letter to read. Yeah. And I don't think either of us have prepared to do either of those things. No, not right things. now. Um, I've not really eaten today. I no, we need to cake. get something to eat. I might eat a Noodle. Well, I was thinking of maybe getting myself some sushi. So if you want, like, 
to order some noodles from that place. Yes. I can treat you to some noodles because oh, it's payday fine. for me. Oh, lovely. Well, let's let's eat something. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a podcast, it and has. you can't say that it hasn't because has, if you it has if been you do, a podcast. I'll get you. Um, what did if, we speak of today? We spoke of Alan Moore. Spoke of the Guardians of the Greenwood. We spoke of the creation of myth. We spoke of Ronald McDonald and Mythwalkers themselves. If you'd like we to spoke find of Ronald McDonald and the, and the multiverse. About, rewind this and listen yeah, to this again. Have a listen again. If in doubt, please re-listen. <laughs> please reread this post. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. We genuinely yeah, thank do. you. It's, it's lovely it's to really spend nice time to, with you. Genuinely and sincerely, it is nice to know that something that Cat and I do brings a little bit of light into people's worlds. Yeah. God help me if we nice. can make you laugh. That's delightful. If we can make you think, that's obscene. Lovely to know, though. It's just nice to have company, isn't it? It's it's nice to have an excuse to talk to your wife, or Aww. to listen to me talk to my wife, yeah. or to listen to my wife talk to me, her husband. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast, where you can chuck us £3 a month to get early release episodes. You'd think they'd come out exactly a week early, but often they don't, normally you've, because you've of been, illness. You've been not well. I've been severely mentally ill. Yeah. Uh, not crisis, but no, unwell. but you've not been well. Um, £6 a month gets you intermittent things such as drawings, essays, cryptic crosswords. So help me, I'm going to write a list of I've original got, Garfield got, jokes. I want to have... Got you've got break, an idea for an essay. I'm going to break the back of that essay by the end of this weekend because I've got I've got it in my head now you've about new, genre and things, particularly given the conversation that we had today. Yeah. I just said I've thoughts got, like I've Giant got, Street Portrait. I've got like, I didn't like it real opinions that need, that need to be put I out I think your opinions are worth reading if not necessarily worth listening to once I've I released it, the new essay I'm wondering about putting the um, other one out there in the world because I, I kind of want it I think you should submit it to a magazine I don't know what magazine I don't like know the fence. it's not good enough for something no, like that submit it to the fence magazine I do kind of want to put it out there into the world submit it to the fence magazine they accept literary adjacent things and that's nothing if not no, adjacent because, to literature. Because then people will scrutinise it. And, no. and then they'll tell me how rubbish it is and I'll feel bad. <laughs> I don't think you should ever feel bad about something that you've made adjacent to Garfield unless you make erotic Garfield fan or art. Comment on or comment the Garfield on a Garfield strips. comic strip. Yeah. Um, when I say erotic Garfield fan art, I mean that you then leave in my house. Yes. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. No matter how funny what it might seem is at the too time. Much. Yeah. Um, if you, it was funny though. Yeah, t- times are hard. We appreciate that. Um, our Patreon helps us keep the lights yeah. on the podcast. And I think it's fair to say that the core podcast will always be free. Yeah. Oh, that's it. We also have I don't like birthdays, which yeah. is a birthday or royal funeral themed Garfield mm. podcast covering uh, Garfield issues from. We should in do history. like royal funerals from history. Like we could do the kind of the you queen know Queen death. Queen Elizabeth the first Garfield strip, right from the day of her funeral, or you mm. know like the day that Charles the first was executed. What what Garfield was happening on that day? <sighs> this is too much whimsy for a man who has not eaten enough. <laughs> We're um, writing things into being. <laughs> um, if you'd like to support the podcast, but not in a pecuniary manner. Uh, a peculiarly a manner. Pecu- a peculiar manner. Uh, leave a rating and a review on such as Apple Podcasts. It's, I don't know if it this is, is on Amazon Podcasts. It is impossible to understate or to overstate, whichever one it is, Wumbling free. Um, how important it is when... That like, more people listen no, to this thinking no, I mean, it's a real Garfield no, podcast. No, it's, it's importance to... Right, it's really difficult to. I think I think overstated the one I'm going for here. The significance of like, you know, shared and stuff and like... Um, 
you should listen to this and word of mouth word of mouth yeah it helps a lot and, exactly. and that we're still getting new listeners which is really yeah. charming so that must be, we were discussed at a funeral were we yes why um so, <laughs> i don't know those i said his dying words were i don't, don't like mondays um <laughs> it was so this was related to a, a thread about forbidden planet from a, a year or so ago mm. um Jumping back to this conversation, 18 months later, I was at the funeral of another Forbidden Planet colleague yesterday, and um, another guy who was being talked about was there, who originally recruited this guy. Uh, I nearly said, oh, I was talking about it with you with someone on Twitter last year. Then I realised how confusing that conversation would have got, and how quickly. This person then follows up. Also, someone mentioned Brain Mage and Wangleberry's podcast, brackets, positively, and I nearly fell over myself. Guess what? He worked at Forbidden Planet too. It's all interconnected. There you go. We've re-enchanted not only the physical psychogeographic landscape of London, but we've re-enchanted the digital the digital landscape of the podcast. And a comic book shop. And a comic book shop, which is where Alan Moore things are sold. There you go. Thematically appropriate. You know what? There's going to be a knock at the door and a really fucking belligerent. The scouser is going to turn up with a fag in one hand and a lighter in the other. Will you please leave me alone? I've got there's demons all over the place, and I can't be doing with you talking talking me into being like this. No, that's that's that's, no, that's a gentle. Straight in the back of the voice. I'm I'm not. No, I'm not going for a like. You want to talk like Silver Black? No, because if you want to go for like one of the Beatles, then that is one of the Beatles. And so. Rather, rather than going like, hey, I'm John Constantine and I'll fucking have your cow wheels. What's that in a 90s... What's it suit? Shells? Uh, hey, listen here now. Can, can oh, you... I love Liverpool. It's funny because it's a really nice can, city. Hey, mate, can you buy me and my mates a 10-decker B&H, please? Because the blog there won't serve us because he says we've been nicking things. And now that's not fair because while we have been nicking things, we've really wanted to. Like, it's not... Did you actually just make a Scouse joke? No. Guy Kelly. No, I was making a Scally joke. Right. Your okay. generic Good. 90s shell suit yeah, Scally, which fits the cadence enough. of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They also wear shell suits. Yeah. All I'm saying well, is... The if, more we talk about this, the more he's going to turn up. If John door. Constantine was going to knock on the door, <laughs> he'd more talk like this. He'd say, now listen. What, from Birmingham? Hang on, no, that's back to being Alan Moore. Oh, uh, oh no, said Thomas. <laughs> no, because in order to get to that, I need to find this. And then you pull it back a little bit, and I think he'd say something like that. Now, yeah, no, listen, but, yeah, I think you're been, right. Have you been speaking things into being again? <laughs> yeah. Because I can't be it's coping. complaints. I've, listen... <laughs> I'm a busy man, right. I can't be expected to turn up at the house <sighs> of every Garfield podcast, which I appreciate the work you're doing, by the way. Yeah, that's what would happen. So... Oh, shit, now we've got that to deal we, with. We've got Constantine's. You want Constantine's? This is got new... Constantine's in the skirting board, yeah, Constantine's mate. Constantine's in the skirting board. <laughs> Get the pest control in. Tell your anyway. friends about this podcast if you'd like to. It's I mean, a thing. Tell John Constantine about this. Yeah, all right, yeah. Tell jo- I want John yeah. Constantine. If you know Alan Moore... Make him listen to this episode. Don't, then, don't yeah. tweet Liam Moore or anything like that. But let Alan Moore know. But by leaving some weed out for glycon. Is that what you... Yeah, just leave you, it you, out. You, you, put, you put some cannabis, right, under your, <laughs> under your pillow. And Uncle Alan will turn <laughs> And... And, you and replace it with like an old shilling. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, you know, a haunted brass rabbit. Yeah. Or a little little box with a single burnt matchstick in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, a haunted brass rabbit. A haunted yeah. brass rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw a haunted <laughs> Neil Gaiman comes crashing into the room dressed as Queen Elizabeth. Well, yeah. what if the Elizabeth yeah. line was a yeah, line exactly. of Elizabeth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, well, yeah. this is. That, that been... is actually where I was going. Anyway, was it? pretty much, yeah. Okay. It was with lock, lock, like a whole, you know, thing of skipping ropes. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. get it. Well, this has been episode 55 wow. of I Don't Like Mondays. Wow. Uh, you can write to us on the podcast. This is a too long one as well. This is a big one. Um, you can do all these things whether or not you will that's on you I don't mind either way yeah it'd be delightful. Please you, fucking please yourselves yeah it'd be delightful Whatever. if you joined the Patreon but equally I'm not gonna yeah, I, I please can't yourselves. possibly tell you how to do that no we're gonna have to go and talk to John Constantine yeah he's gonna yeah gonna have to, oh shit I know not again if I back <laughs> when I was blonder I should have cosplayed as Constantine anyway we've got other things right, to do right we've got other things to uh, do please tell me and our association listeners, <laughs> what do you personally feel about Mondays? I've no good. Right. I think that the first time that man thinks about Monday.